Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Showman, and I am joined today by Spartan Pro Scotty Barker. Scotty and I had a really fun conversation regarding the ins and outs of his training, his nutrition, and his race season. Whether you are an athlete, a clinician, or a coach, I think you'll find this conversation highly entertaining and valuable. So let's tune in. Scotty, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm good, thanks. You? I'm doing great. It's morning here. It's afternoon there. So uh, <laughs> I'm in, beginning my day. You're ending your day. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are a professional Spartan athlete, an elite Spartan athlete. And I really wanted to just kind of talk about your training. Well, first of all, how you got into it, but then also your training too, because we know a lot, partially because we know a lot of athletes deal with injuries. You are someone who has not dealt with any injuries. So I'm kind of intrigued by that factor and just kind of what your training looks like. And, and I think other people would be as well. So let's kind of just start with how did you get into OCR racing and becoming um, this amazing Spartan athlete that you have? <laughs> Thanks. Um, it was actually my brother who got me into it. Um, I did a little bit of Thai boxing, so I had a bit of core fitness there, um, but I didn't really use to run much. And he was doing Spartan race with a few of his work friends, and they said, oh, you should come and do it. So I gave that a go. Um, I didn't do too bad, but at the time, uh, I used to go out and you know get drunk at the weekend, stuff like that. And I thought, if I actually sort of apply myself to this, um, I can get a bit better. And then every race, I sort of, I did a few open waves first and every race I got better and better until eventually I, I went for elite and yeah, rest is history really. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's talk about your training a little bit. Specifically, well, actually let's just do this. Where, like, what does your training look like? Not say on a daily basis, but let's go week because we know every day can kind of be a little bit different. So on a weekly basis, what does your training kind of look like? Um, so I do bouldering, um, that's my main sort of strength stuff. Um, I've got a local obstacle course as well that I'm sponsored by. So I try and get down there once a week as well. Um, I do speed work sessions, long runs as well, um, and boot camps as well. So high intensity, try and mash it up a bit. Um, yeah, sort of factor that in through the week as well. How do you find that balance of making sure you're getting enough running in, speed work and miles in, but also making sure you're getting the strength and um, some of those obstacle, obstacle training type things in too? Um, I, don't, I don't actually do any weight training whatsoever. People are like, really? I was like, I just, I don't do it. Um, you've only got to be able to hold your own body weight. Um, so it's not, I don't feel that's important. And I think if I put on more size, it's just going to slow me down. Um, so I think bouldering is it's quite sufficient, really. Um, and if I have a long race coming up, um, I'll do a bit of rope climbing to increase that endurance rather than the, the power side of bouldering. Um, but yeah, I just try and do that for strength um, and then practice my carries and stuff on runs sometimes as well. I'll do that also. Okay. Percentage-wise, how much are you bouldering? How much are you running? I only do about, I only literally do 
one bouldering session it's about two hours um and then i finish with about half hour rig work after that so i've got a rig there where i climb um running i'm averaging about 35 40 miles a week ish it depends um but that's it, it works for me i don't really think i need to be doing silly silly miles um i think if i just keep the way i'm going i'm constantly improving so if it ain't broke, don't fix it and all that. <laughs> um, I did a half marathon this morning, actually, and, and got a PB in that. So, And I, I did park run yesterday. I didn't get a PB, but I went pretty quick. Um, so, yeah, today I started running, and I thought I'd just see how it went. Yeah, and then ended up getting a PB. So, yeah, that was quite a nice way to finish a running week. Nice. Well, congrats nice. on that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's your favorite distance to race? Oh, that's a tough one, really. Um, I think super was about perfect, um, around the eight, nine miles. But obviously, I've standardized it now um, to a 10K. So probably the beast will be my new favorite, I should think. Um, it just allows for a bit more time to catch up if you make a mistake or... Yeah, the, the the faster runners tend to fatigue towards the end of the race because they haven't got that sort of strength aspect. So, yeah, the beast works better for me. And in the UK and Ireland Regional Series next year, there's two beasts, super and a sprint. So that plays out quite nice for me as well next season. So looking forward to that. That'd be good. Do you ever race any ultras? Yeah, I've done three, three ultras. My first one, I got fourth place and I was, I can't remember now, about 30 seconds off of third place. Um, that was my first ever ultra. I hadn't even run a marathon before that. So I was quite happy with that. Uh, and my second ultra, I won it uh, by, I think I won it by half an hour or so because I knew I had to train for it then. And then my last ultra uh, was a bit disastrous. Oh, I got an injury early on in the race. Uh, and I dropped to about 10th or 11th, but I still managed to take fourth. And I was about a minute off of the podium there, which is sort of bittersweet. But I'm just glad that I was able to finish the race. I didn't think I was going to finish after what happened. So, yeah. <laughs> I know you say that. I do remember that story. And uh, that definitely was not anything good. No, no. But yeah, I, I was quite lucky that I, I didn't. Um, break my leg or anything major like that it was just severe bruising so I could I think the adrenaline got me through the rest of the race and then I had to take about a week or so off because I could hardly walk but it, it was just bruising so I just had to keep trying and trying um, and then eventually I could jog on it and then get back up to speed again so quite lucky there really <laughs> definitely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely when you train for your ultra, do you increase your mileage or do you keep it the same for your running? Uh, I increase it uh, quite a lot, actually. Uh, for the last ultra I did, I ran three marathons prior to it. Um, not actual races, just went out and did trail marathons training. Um, yeah, I did that. I, I just think you've got to do that if you if you want to do well, basically. it's not It's not the sort of race you can just rock up having done a few 5Ks and do well in, you have yeah. to really put the time in to, to do well in the ultras. Yeah, definitely. What does, does your training vary between kind of when you're in peak season versus off season? 
Yeah, off off season, um, it's a lot more relaxed, uh, less miles. I just sort of tick over for a couple of months. I just do a little bit of speed work, a little bit of climbing, um, just so I don't lose my fitness. Um, but yeah, I do sort of lose a lot of my long runs and stuff just for a couple of months, just to to regenerate, ready for next year. And then it's sort of mid January, February time, I'll start hitting it hard again. I've got uh, my last race is next weekend. I've got the stadium, the UK's first stadium at Twickenham. So I'm looking that forward to that. Sense. And then after that, I should be, yeah, <laughs> chill out for a couple of months. Very cool. When does your season then start in 2020? Uh, I'm not too sure yet. I think the first Spartan is in March, but I do like winter nuts. And I think I might go back and, and do my best at that again. Um, I think Connor Hancock is making a comeback to OCR, so it's always good to race with him. I think he's doing it. Uh, Tom Tweddle as well, he's a brilliant athlete. He's doing it as well, so it should make for a really good race. Um, I'd quite like to, to train and get ready for that just after Christmas and, and see how we go with that. It's a bit different because of the cold. It's it's like a different sort of race. You know? A lot of people drop out with hypothermia and stuff, so it's you've got that aspect as well, that mental and, and physical aspect of keeping going, basically, and not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> so I do enjoy that race, yeah. <laughs> definitely different elements in the cold versus in the heat. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, how often – so you obviously have your series that you race race for for podium purposes – how often do you race just for the purposes of more of training runs? Ooh, I'm so competitive that, I mean, today the, the plan was to go out and do a 130, possibly a 125 if I felt good. Um, my PB was 122.30 and I'd done a 121.50. So I just felt great. So I thought, you know, with the stadium next week, the plan was to just chill. But because I felt so good... Um, I just thought I'd grab a PB while I was there. <laughs> but, <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> but my legs and everything feel fine. So I, I think my running fitness is great at the moment. So I, I knew I didn't feel fatigued at all. So I, I think if I'd have started to feel, you know, the burn, if you like, I would have backed off. But I felt great. So I thought I might as well go for it. And, and get a, get that nice long run in beforehand. So, was it a road half or yeah, a trail? Yeah, it was road. It was road. Yeah, yeah. But I did last year. I did it in. Uh, I think it was one twenty six ten. So, yeah, I've shaved quite a bit off of that that course. It's quite yeah. hilly. Yeah. So, I only really tend to go for the hilly road ones. Um, people say, "Why don't you Why don't you go on flat ones, Scott? You're a smashy PB." But I don't. I don't see the challenge in it. I, you know, I think it'd be boring if it's just flat the whole way around. I like it. So, yeah. Especially after being used to running on the hills and the trails, like why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I've always um, wanted to do a proper trail half marathon, so that's something that I might factor in next year, perhaps. I've done do several. One. Actually, my my first three halves it was the same race, but my first three halves were trail halves, and it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's much better. Um, like park run I did yesterday was a trail one, and it was so muddy and slippy. Uh, I was about I don't know a minute or so over my personal best time, but 
in the conditions, me and this other lad were over a minute ahead of everyone because they just couldn't, they just didn't really know, know how to run in the in the mud, if you like. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Very nice. What does your nutrition look like? Uh, okay, so I tried to eat as little sugar as possible, uh, refined sugar. Obviously, you've got your natural sugars in your fruits and stuff like that. Um, and I just massively carb load all of the time. <laughs> just constant, <laughs> constant carbs all of the time, really. Um, and I have my green stack every day, uh, hence who I'm sponsored by. And that's got all the nutrients in it I need as well. Um, so, yeah, take that once a day as well. That's generally it, really. I don't drink alcohol, um, don't smoke, obviously. And it's, it's just trying to make the better choice and saying no to stuff like, you know, cakes and sweets and chocolate bars when people, oh, do you want one of these? You have to be boring and say no. But, if, you know, I think <laughs> if you want to do well, you've got to sacrifice things. And I actually find once you sort of stop having those things, uh, if you have them, they're not as great as what they were. Does that make sense? You sort of You can sort of taste the sugar and, yeah, I mean, I sound pretty boring here, but... <laughs> You know, it, it's work, so I just think, why not? It's, what's wrong with being healthy? Yeah, and even, like, once you stop eating all that stuff, once you do, it's just overly sweet, and you really don't want it anymore. Yeah, definitely. So when I um, started my job about 13 years ago, um, at tea breaks, I used to have two sugars in my tea, um, and now I don't have any sugar in my tea. And if I, you know, if I had one by accident, it's absolutely disgusting. I don't know how I was so sweet. I don't know how I was drinking it. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy to think about sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think, you know, if people say, oh, I saw that, you know, I like a cake and, you know, that sort of thing when I tell them what I eat and that. And it, if they actually stopped, stopped with so much sugar, it, like you say, it's amazing when you actually eat it again, you're oh, it's, it's not actually that nice. It's not that great. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. The other cool thing too is I've since I stopped eating. Well, I'm just not really much of a sugar person anyway. But I feel like you start noticing the sweetness in vegetables then too. Like you just yeah. start noticing the subtleties. Yeah, yeah. Or the na the natural sweetness of things is much better. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you change anything uh, nutrition-wise a day or two before your races? Uh, on the ultras and the longer runs, I eat even more carbs than I do already. Like I like excessively carb load, if you like. Um, but apart from that, not really. I'll just re be really careful with the, the meals that I have um, to make sure they've got enough carbs in them leading up to it, like sort of the week before. Um, and also, I'm a bit of a bugger for not drinking enough water, believe it or not. So I'll make sure that, you know, the week up to, to a race, I'll make sure I'll drink all the water I need to. But yeah, I am. Yeah, I don't drink enough water. As I <laughs> well, at least you know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> During your ultras, what does your fuel look like for that? Uh, I use energy gels. Um, I use one every half hour or so. Uh, I've tried on training runs, I've tried uh, flapjacks, stuff like that, but I just can't, I just cannot eat. I, I've tried eating and it just doesn't work. It 
sort of in a way it takes too long if that makes sense like to eat a flapjack i'd literally have to stop and get some water chew a bit and it's just yeah i haven't got time for that gels are probably the best way i would say to feel in an ultra depending on what you're going for if you weren't fussed about time then yeah you know eat your bananas eat your flapjack if you just want to complete it but if you're going for time i yeah i wouldn't bother with that everyone to their own though some people can't stomach gels so you know some people can't take them like i do but yeah i can happily do one every half hour for eight nine hours not have any problems so yeah that's awesome <laughs> just lucky in that way i think <laughs> people have two or three and they get a bad stomach and that's it they're out <laughs> yeah. what's your fastest ultra time uh that was perth and i i can't remember exactly it's i can't remember if i did it in five hours 30 i think something like that but it was just everything lined up that day um i was just yeah i was just going for it and then the last last one I did was seven hours something. So, but that's obviously yeah. walking a few miles as well. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I did say train because of the the amount of training I was doing for that last one. My plan was to win it and that be it, not do any more ultras. But I think I might do it next year because I can't. If I can win another one, I'll be happy then. My record <laughs> one four. So if I can just win one more. And then I'll be, I'll be happy boy then. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I quite, I'm almost sort of tempted to go abroad and do one. Um, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I would. The only thing with that is getting all your, your gear over there and stuff um, could be a bit of a pain. And if you get there and realise you forgot something, um, yeah. So I'm not <laughs> sure. I'll just see what ultras are about really. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know we talked a little bit and I can't remember the details around it, but you did have a shoulder injury in the past that you kind of just self rehab for it. Um, I'd like you to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So I just started very randomly. I hadn't done any different exercises, different training at the time I didn't do bouldering. Um, but I just went to lift, sort of lift my arm up like that one day and it was just sheer agony right across the top here. I just could not do it. I could lift it up like that, fine. But as soon as I went sideways, it was so much pain. Um, I, I didn't know a physio at the time. I was a bit unsure who to use and stuff. I went to the doctors and they basically, they put you on a waiting list. Um, so I'll be honest, I went on YouTube <laughs> and sort of typed in my symptoms, got the old YouTube doctor on it. Um, and I just got a resistance band and there was a certain set of exercises that you could do. Um, so I copied them and then when I could do them with the easy resistance and I moved up to the venture, I could do it with the hard resistance band. Um, I did that for probably about three weeks and it fixed it. I, was, I think I was so lucky. That's the only injury I've ever had that I thought, oh, this is not good. This, this will, you know, affect racing and stuff. Um, but, yeah, that was, it was just using resistance bands to, to fix that one, just building up slowly over the weeks. And, yeah, luckily it worked. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm curious now, so how long after that did you then start getting into bouldering? 
I've been bouldering, trying to think now, about a year and a half or so. And that injury was perhaps three three years ago, maybe. Okay. Like so, yeah, a little while afterwards. But, yeah, bouldering doesn't seem to, to agitate it at all. Well, and I'm thinking just the clinician side of me is that with the bouldering, because of how that shoulder has to work all the time, that you're constantly just doing that natural rehab for all those shoulder yeah. blade areas. Yeah, it's it's so it's so good for you. I got told, oh, you should you should try bouldering last one, and then yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's so good for your core, your grip, your strength. It's it's really good as long as you don't be an idiot and fall off and hurt yourself. That's the only risk. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, when I, even when I started that, I was a bugger for completing it and then jumping off the wall from the top. But now I climb down after every um, route I do trying to keep to the same route I went up with and it, mm. in itself that can sometimes be harder coming down than it is going up so yeah and that also helps your endurance in your arms so yeah I kind of do the same thing when I boulder partially because yeah I don't want to jump down and hurt something so yeah I yeah. just climb down we've only got yeah you've only got to land on your ankle funny or you know I've, I've seen some pretty bad bad injuries going on so I just thought yeah I think I'm gonna climb down that (laughs) (laughs) exactly awesome Scotty well I know you have places to be just to finish up if people want to talk to you follow you how can people find you okay so my Instagram is Scotty Barker underscore OCR so you can find me on there if you give me a follow I'll put training videos on every now and again and if you've got any questions you can follow them over and I'll help as best I can. Awesome. Thank you so much, Scotty. It's great talking with you. Yep. Thank you very much. Bye. And that concludes this week's episode of Highly Functional. If you enjoyed it and found the information helpful, I invite you to head over to Facebook and join my group, Obstacle Course Racing Athlete Health and Performance, where you can both join your OCR tribe as well as find very helpful, useful information on how to become a more dominant racer, a more resilient racer, and truly race at your peak performance. And until next time, let's go out and be highly functional.